Blog Talk Radio. Christmas, whichever phrase that you prefer. This is Zambia Block Talk Radio. We do welcome you on December 19th, 2020, as we uh, get ready for the festive season celebrations. Whichever form these celebrations are going to take, we do not know, considering that we are in a pandemic season. Uh, welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. I am your host. Uh, Nathan Nkama from the great city and state of Dallas, Texas. Good morning, Oka Talks. Is it five feet of snow? Oh, well, no. Uh, it's been summer so far. I, I shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so I was just surprised to see people in Japan stranded two days <laughs> on the road because of snow. I was oh, like, wow. wow. So what we have here is probably nothing there. I know, I know. We 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 can yeah. we, we can only imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, we've come to another end of the year, so we do not. Yeah. We we it's amazing how this has, has gone by fast. Uh, this must be Dr. Kasson. So good morning, sir. Compliments of the season. Good morning and uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year and welcome. Mwafikwako kuchakachiti ya cha 221. I like that. I like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yama, Pennsylvania. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you like Dr. Gasonso is saying. Good morning, Yama. Can you imagine that we we are at the end of the year. Some of us yeah. are very fortunate, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just uh, praise God and uh, thank you for friends and, uh, you know, looking forward to, That's this, uh, it. to the next year because uh, looking forward to replace PF, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Anyway, you are on point. We, are, we have a political leader here for discussion. We're waiting for him to call. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's in, <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, the, the the discussion is about. <laughs> mm. Doctor Gasson, so how are things on your end? Um, things are looking up, uh, looking good. Mm. Uh, the Lord is um, helping us put uh, good pieces of life and strategies together to make sure that we enter the following, um, the coming year on a stronger footing than mm-hmm. uh, the last the last rough years that we've uh, been going through. Yeah, so, and we're also celebrating just the new the new government here that we are, we are going to have, you know, for once, we are not, we're no longer going to be treated with the adversarial tweets. There will be peace mm. in the air. Yeah, yeah but I was, this... I was a little bit injured um, I had access to what they are calling the economic uh, economic recovery program in Zambia. Mm-hmm. So I took a chunk of it. I bite it. I, I read through uh, those, I think, either between 70 and 90 pages of it. I read through once, and then I read through again. Uh, and, how many, and then they how put, many pages is it, you know, um, if you only read I, 70? No, I read everything from start to finish. In fact, I've read it three times. I, 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 I have to, to, to look at it and tell you the actual number of pages, but between 76 and 90-something 90, 90 pages. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the other pages are pretty much, you know, just like, um, like charts and graphs and stuff like that. They, they, they craft a recovery program that they are saying is going to produce results and the GDP growth uh, in, a, in, in three financial cycles. Actually, two and a half financial cycles. And then you go on the list of things that they list that they want to do, which they haven't even started. And the, you know, um, 84% of those, uh, requ- for you to see a return on those, they require you at least to have five, five financial cycles. So... Mm. Um, I'm trying to, to craft a response, and I will try to send it directly to Lusaka. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. They, they are jokers. You know, they, they shouldn't be winking the people like that. They say, no, they have a plan for the government two to three years. And you, then you they... See, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Lungu, stage Lungu, Dr. Kansonso, has reached... Uh, I'm not sure even how to add, describe it. He can have the best plan under the sun, but the guy has lost so much credibility. Everything he says, I cannot even waste my five minutes to read the first mm. sentence. That is how bad things are. You know. In other words, he can have the best plan under the, the sun because of his corruption, because of his mismanagement. That program that whatever he is going to put on the paper. Naka Echefiaka Ukadinga Dinga Kareva at Naimwe, Sereniko Vawombeko Vambi. You know. <laughs> That's how bad this man has become. I understand that. I do. I do. Yeah. I do understand that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. I mean, when you lose credibility as a leader, I mean, we, we have a perfect example right here in our 
in our environment or neighborhood, whichever word anybody wants to use. I mean, it's uh, it's something else. Okay, our guest is here. Uh, let's try to get on with our program. Everybody, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Europe. Uh, good evening, Western Pacific, whichever part of the world you are listening from. Our guest this morning is Mr. Kasonde Mwenda. He is the president of the Economic Freedom Fighters Party in Zambia. And uh, Mr. Mwenda is a registered consultant architect and a building inspector and an author. Mr. Kasonde Mwenda, we are honored and privileged to have you on Zambia Block Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm so grateful to join this wonderful program. And I've actually already heard that uh, uh, Dr. Kasonso is in the house. <laughs> oh, you know Dr. Kasonso? Our paths have crossed, you know, in this wandering around trying to see what we can do for this country. Excellent. And I'm so grateful Excellent. to you, to you. Brother Nathan, for the invitation, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a good time and sharing notes with everybody that is logged. Yeah, like we were chatting before you connected to the show, uh, it's time for change in our country. Uh, let's get uh, started here. Since you are featuring for the first time, uh, I, you are a graduate of the Copper Belt University and you served as a, a student union. Tell us what years you were from a CBU. And uh, what was your experience interacting with both university administrators and government officials as a union leader? My experience at the Copper Belt, I went there in 20, I, I, uh, in 2004 mm-hmm. uh, as a freshman to pursue Bachelor of Architecture. I joined the union, the mainstream union, in 2008. Uh, when I ascended to the position of uh, uh, student union president for the Copper Belt University. Um, it was uh, an interesting year. Uh, I was thrown in the deep immediately before I could even settle to be a union leader because uh, I looked things from the terraces and things looked like they were impossible. But when I got closer to the previous mm-hmm. talking to our political leaders, I saw opportunity because the first the assignment, actually, I remember we were having a planning meeting because one, we were voted in the union um, that is beginning of the year. And uh, before the schools could open, we had a planning meeting where all the universities, the management for all universities, uh, government universities, public universities for CBU, Unzam, Lungushi, uh, mm-hmm. had gathered. Yeah. So there are uh, the privilege to here and learn how the running of these universities is planned. And okay. uh, after spending a few days uh, in those meetings, I couldn't hold back. You know, I, was, I was a young man. I was younger than I am now. And uh, I was shocked because my, to begin with, most of my expectations, I thought some of the decisions that were being passed, mm-hmm. were those, I, I, I expected them to have been um, to have been debated, to have been thought through, such that even when some things looked odd, uh, we usually had an assumption that probably somewhere, somehow, some of those decisions uh, have got justification. But I think after yes. spending some time in those um, meetings where 
I think I was at least educated because I was still uh, a student, and most of them were professors, and they were esteemed people of caliber. They were, I remember there was uh, all the vice chancellors, Professor um, Talibusonda, Professor uh, Simukanga, there was uh, uh, Professor Kashoki then from Unza, and there was um, the all oh, the permanent secretaries were there. And it was from that meeting where I realized that uh, our role uh, may not have been as small as I thought. That's where I realized mm. that although I was less educated, I was young, there was room for us to add value. And right in those meetings, I started asking questions. Yes. And one of the most eminent things in that meeting, it was at the moment when government was trying to convince the public universities to make them become uh, self-sustaining, winning them from um, being uh, reliant on government for salaries and uh, the running. Okay. And uh, the proposals that came at the table at that moment were that beginning that year, uh, student uh, sponsorship, then which had just come from being was initially bursaries, Yes. Uh, was not supposed to be paid back, but it had tend to loans. And again, the student loans were about to be scrapped off so that uh, government does not have any business to do with sponsoring students in tertiary education. And mm -hmm. uh, during the deliberations, I noticed that uh, the people who were talking about it uh, were talking from the point of view not one that was in the interest of the country, but they were saying, ah, umuntunga na kuatavana. Be able to educate them, why should government take on the role? Mm. And these were people I had held so much, and I was shocked because I, I was sure almost all of them were educated by government because I was sure none of them could have attained <laughs> that kind of qualification <laughs> by being sponsored. Uh, from, I tell you. Okay. So okay. I, I started from the deep end, and from there, uh, it never settled. Okay. There was a point where you went on hunger strike, and I think you walked from Kitwe to Lusaka. Talk to us about that. What led you to do that? He's already dropped. Uh, yeah. Um, this, I don't know why he does this when people call into, uh, into the show. But... Uh, this time around, we we made sure we we put more credit on talk time than we normally do. Uh, let's see. Okay, so there you are. You heard him what he said, the Dr. Kasonzo, before he calls back. The people were making decisions who were educated by government, and they are making that type of decisions. Eh? If you were... You have children, you need to educate them. I, I, that, that, that statement captured my attention, Roger. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. It's, it's, it's actually very sad. Very, very sad. Mm. Wow. In interesting. Um, let's see if he is caught back in here. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's wait for Mr. Kasonda to call back in, and then we shall continue our discussion here. Um, yeah, but but thank you for bringing him and highlighting his story. I think we 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 
we're we're going to get some inside stories on how those options are run. That's why I decided to start from there so that he gives us that background. The part of the reason is that because at times we have this assumption that uh, people just uh, what do you call it? People just form to little political parties. Uh, uh, but you know things like that. Um, yeah. Let me see. Mm. He's having a challenge to. Okay, oh, let me tell him what to do. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is that we tend. I wanted him to give to give a little background because we tend to think that people just. Form yeah. political parties for the sake of mm. who, mm, you so, know. Mm. So, so on the onset, we can see that he was affected. Yes. By something that was being done wrong, not only against him but his his generation. Mm. Yeah, and you know, and he was affected by a deficit in public policy. Yes. And he took he has taken it upon himself to make this the foundation to correct other things. That's very brilliant. And and it steered him to you know, to begin to evaluate and look at the seriousness of uh, the decision makers in the country and uh, what yeah. what direction they were taking. Like uh-huh. he said, these these the decisions were not debated, they were not debated, they were not thought mm-hmm. through. They just mm-hmm. sat there and they were talking and making these serious decisions uh, concerning uh, citizens. Eighty, what mm-hmm. what are the statistics? Seventy to eighty percent of the people, uh, mm-hmm. the population of Zambia ca- cannot. What do you call it? Uh, the poverty things. The, the the language, economic language, Dr. Kasonso, economic language. People who live below the poverty line. Yeah, people who live below the poverty line. You can make a statement like that and say these people should, who have children should be able to, you know, that's why no, that thing. Yeah, that's criminal, actually. That's very, very criminal. And you are supposed <laughs> to be <leaders. laughs> That's criminal. Mm. <laughs> that's criminal. I'm, I'm okay. trying to wake my my guest next show, Nathan. For some reason, mm-hmm. he's uh, not responding. I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, we'll see. Yeah. There's <laughs> Zikta in Zambia. There's Zikta then. Yeah, they don't want to. Uh, we don't want us, them to be talking to diaspora. You, mm-hmm. you, 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 you are putting very bad manners in their in their heads. How do you think? <laughs> I don't like that. That was very sad. You know, and a lot of uh, students who went to University of Zambia and the mm-hmm. and the Copa University for many years, they came from rural areas, the majority. You know, in rural areas, yes. in rural schools, mm-hmm. in rural schools, uh, six points uh, with the pride of the village. And then the village... They live in such houses. Those are the ones that are going to pay for their education at the university. Yeah. And even here in a rich country, uh, the, the, the government, the government 
is the one that educates everyone and funds funds both the pays for the sal funds both the instructors and also pays the students cost of being in school. That's why they have the system of uh, student loans because they know that um, you know, I mean education yes. is 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 become expensive worldwide. Not an average uh, person or family mm-hmm. can afford to 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 put their yeah. children into institutions of higher learning. So that's why even I mean in these United States they have that provision for loans and all those things. The idea is to to create a, a pathway so that people are able to 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 go uh-huh. through the, the process of uh, higher education without any uh, you know affecting the general everyday livelihood of the family. It's it's not an easy path. We we can understand we are no longer in the unique calendar time, but you should still work out a system that uh, facilitates for for people to to get their uh, whatever. Roger, I don't understand why this 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 thing always happens like this. That's why I think Block Talk Radio just needs to create a system where people need to call in with WhatsApp. What I think so. We we need to get to that point. Yeah, the way um, you you just call your local number, you know, and you are in. Yes. Um, But Block Talk Radio has remained in the 2009 when we first started until today. Yeah. You see very, very little change to the platform. No, the powers that be should not uh, be making executive discussions here. Should just go and execute. <laughs> I like that. Try <laughs> later. Uh, you see, and that's why you can see already here we've already like he's trying. I don't know what's going on on his end, and uh, we've already lost like what ten, fifteen minutes already right here, and we have so much to discuss with him, and. Uh, no, I just don't give up. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah. No, no. He will call back in. He's, he's trying to work things around. <laughs> uh, but you see, the funny thing is he keeps calling me on WhatsApp. I'm telling him that, no, this will not work. <laughs> I'm telling him this will not work. Just call the regular number. <laughs> uh, we shall get there. Okay. Uh, Alan. Hi, Florida. Yes. Ah, we normally share anyway. Today we are doing better. We are doing better today. We are in the uh, 60s. You know, we are, at least we are only wearing one jacket today. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, some of these arguments that politicians um, make when they make mm-hmm. those decisions and some of those civil servants, because they will look at the figures and say, hey, uh, maybe Rupia, we can't afford this. Let's find a way of doing it. The, my problem comes in this. The same people who are looking at the figures and saying we don't have enough money to pay for everything, they turn around and steal from the little. If they were also sacrificing, then it's justified to ask Zambians to also pay a price for certain things. But mm. when you are stealing money and we can see, then you turn around and say you should educate your own people and we can see how you are stealing money. That's a problem. Because even in developed countries, that's why they have student loans and everything, because governments definitely can't foot the bill of every single person. Mm. 
Mm. But the the way it's done in Africa, when people turn around and just eat everything, that's that. Uh, no matter how true what you're saying is, it takes away your your justification for asking people to pay their part. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a it's a tricky situation. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoyed that, that point. That I enjoy. I enjoyed that point that they steal from the little. Yeah, steal from the little. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know they know that it's not enough, and then they go and take from the not enough and, and steal. That's uh, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah. Edu- education is about opportunities and uh, you know yeah. our mobility raising the people. So yes, mm-hmm. we, there is a component which must be student loan, but a, a, a huge chunk should be grant. That's the on my line. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what's on there? Mr. Mwenda. Okay. So go ahead very briefly. Talk about when you went on hunger strike and you walked from Quito to Lusaka. What, what led you to do that? Uh, that was a big one because in that meeting, uh, I stood up and questioned where they're going to start a sponsorship. They're saying they only had three weeks to do that. The city is going to scrap off like the newcomers. We are not going to be given sponsorship. They only paid for a few, maybe just a quarter of the regular number that they give. I stood up, I questioned, and uh, nobody gave me an answer. And after the meeting, I remember I sat with some eminent professors, our vice chancellors, who I talked to, and they agreed with me. But in that meeting, the discussion. Uh, it came as an instruction, and uh, those people who were in a better position than I was to mm. reduce that proposal uh, could not do it because they were not being asked, they were actually being informed. So I realized that uh, although I was at a lower position, I was just a union president, the honor okay. on us was on me who was actually smaller because I think I had an opportunity to effect that. When the meeting eventually ended up a few days ago, uh, a workshop, uh, I wanted to see if they would actually pass the resolutions. And they actually did. That year, 2009, they only allowed a handful of those who were not capable to get uh, their own sponsorship in few places, but uh, they were deprived of sponsorship, even if it was a kind of sponsorship that was supposed to be alone that they were eventually need to compensate. And what was most of the reasoning behind such an action? Okay. So, uh, since I'd known about that part earlier, I didn't need to start doing fact finding because I'd already known where it was coming from. So I knew we only had to apply crude methods because there was no room for dialogue at that We had exhausted channels of dialogue whilst we were at that planning workshop. And to send a message, because even the people who were moving that motion were ashamed of it. It's not like something they could proudly say, but it was something they were really ready to do. So to try to counter it, I started to really find uh, schools open 
uh, most of the students who had seriously been accepted came to university and by watching them, they could cry. They come to find that their name, despite having been accepted into university, there was no sponsorship at all because the tradition was that when you accepted, literally, if you had applied for sponsorship, citing reasons that you are incapable of sponsoring to yourself and you have shown proof that you are coming from a background that couldn't sponsor you, you are guaranteed. But this particular mm. year, those that came up found that the case was different, and the student break down, they cry, and they moved from far places. The fact that Amal and the kids were excited at their time and found the space in the agency, I couldn't understand that. And uh, unfortunately, it was heavy on me because I didn't know what was happening in the background, but it was just a decision that had been made without justification. It was justification, at least it was not something that anybody had fully explained. So I said, okay, let's then hear it from the president. The chairman said, I suppose that stance, and it was only the president in such a situation who could remedy the problem. So mm. I started to get a permit. Actually, immediately before even the school had opened, I had gotten to police, gotten the permit that one day in March, I was demonstrating against them the proposed date. And since there was no fracas, they gave me. And when that time came in March, I think after three months, I started to rely on the president. I said, okay, I'm going to go on a hundred fight and give the president to see the and found uh, sponsorship for this year. I went to the freedom of the media found in Kitwes. I took written placards and done my groundwork and done banners and I started to clip on the on the freedom statue. It was about days to start in the traffic. Some people accept they thought maybe I'd gone crazy. Uh, <laughs> but when they read the things, it made sense. We were demanding that, no, there's no way we can let uh, those who are not privileged be discriminated against by being denied the privilege. The government has got the responsibility to help those people who are uncapitalized. They are not just there to collect taxes and then use them for uh, other things. I thought I invested in okay. the, the young ones as part of the project. What was the what was the eventual result? What was the eventual outcome? Sorry? What was the eventual outcome of um, the yeah, there were a lot of crowds that came that day, the media came, got attention, and people tried to hunt me out of there, but the people refused, they protected me in the middle of the night, the parameters came eventually and took me back to campus. But and they had one thing to get back there. Yeah. So our chances, any going back there was going to be hard because the police had shown it got in my room. So I said, okay. So I came started. I said, okay, so if this thing there won't work, then we'll have to opt for the extreme. I will walk to the circus. Uh, I did my math. I read, it took me something like a week to walk on foot. So the following day, I started walking. I've been from the middle house that I've been walking to the circus. The first thing is because of job. I walked up to somewhere past lunch. I didn't have a while I was just waking up there to have it. So it got momentum, people were following. Yeah, the government was not watching me anyway. And then mm. two, at first I slept with the floor, some broke. Then two, again I was walking. So even as I was walking on the road, cars would pass, they would wear with me, some would stop. That would beg me to, uh, to get a list. Said, if I get a list, I'm taking the paper around. I'm looking to see the president and finding a petition. And at the same time, I was even getting people to sign petitions saying, nah, no, this petition should be rescinded because it's not in the interest of the government people. 
being able to be able to feed the Congo, Angola, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, and Mozambique. Um, what, what, is your, what is your party policy or when we look at the agriculture sector? Because I read something somewhere, very interesting statistics, Roger, Dr. Kasonso, and everybody. Uh, the agriculture sector employs 70% of Zambia's population, and yet most of the activity takes place in rural areas. And yet again, the rural areas of Zambia and the agriculture sector is the most neglected. Mr. Mwenda, tell me why we are building flyover bridges in Zambia, in Lusaka, when the feeder roads in Winilunga, in the eastern province, in other parts of the country are still not attended to. Let's talk about the agricultural policy here. You know, as we have rightly put, when people lose the reason for doing what they need to do, anything that looks like that, that looks like what they explain. Our problem is an economic problem. And yes. an economic mm. problem cannot be outmaneuvered by cosmetics at that makes it's like at a home, you know. if you I don't know that everybody is interested in. Hello? Yeah. yeah Go ahead. A, the line seems to be. Line. Yeah. The line seems to be breaking. Um, I don't know what we should do here. Try to call again. Okay, we we, sh- we we shall try to reconnect him or to, for him to call in again uh, because these points are very important. Um, Alan, did you see the video that Matilda posted about the flyover bridge that has been built in Lusaka? Um, I, I did not see the video, but I've, but I've heard about the flyover bridge, and this is why Bowman thinks Lusaka is like here in New York. You know. <laughs> Misplaced priorities. You know, uh, what I, I keep talking about. Yeah, you know, I keep talking Mr. about us paying a price. Mm. We can get to oh. those flyover bridges, but first build the feeder roads, like you just asked my brother. First build the feeder roads. First secure your food. You know. Let's help Mr. Lufambo understand that New York is famous not for its bridges, roads, and all those things. New York is famous for... Uh, Yama, Uh Uh, Mr. Nkama, Kasonde is on the other line. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kasonde. Yes. Um, yeah, go ahead and explain the, the agricultural thing. Yes. Yes. As put, our country is not like any other country. Mm-hmm. We have our own weaknesses as a country, but we have our own strengths. And our strengths, our true strength lies in our agricultural potential in this country. 
It's not an accident that 75% of the people in this country draw their livelihood from agriculture. Yes. Here in Zambia, we have got crops that grow effortlessly with the kind of climate we have. We are well watered as a country. So what has been making us lag behind is lack of a policy that is seriously pursued. On paper, I know I've seen the number of policy directions we have. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful. We have got good write-ups. But the lack of focus, the lack of purpose, the lack of appreciation of people's abilities, where you let the country escalate to be, you know, in the hands of cadres, do things to enrich themselves, where you allow greed. Right now, you see people who are simply cadres using the resources of this country to enrich themselves, because the same money that they are using to do up all this infrastructure, most of which which is not even beneficial. This is the money that they collect as taxes, and it is going back to the same system, the same people mm. who are supposed to distribute. Maybe because they are lazy to farm, they would rather do a lot of construction, which most of it is shoddy. because I'm a building inspector myself for the Saka City Council. I see a lot of... <laughs> anyway, we need help. And this is why we cannot equally yoke ourselves to some of these existing systems because the level of greed, lack of foresight, lack of purpose has permitted most of these political establishments, especially the incumbent system of the Patriot Front. Mm-hmm. There is lack of discipline. There is blatant corruption. You see a person is not qualified. They are the ones even doing up these construction projects. Typical kind of even come boasting saying, with me, two million is change. Wow. You see? So they are actually developing a culture where people who are right-thinking, people who are passionate about this country, end up being frustrated because the normal path to development is being choked. I personally have, I have two companies, construction companies. Trust me, mm. since 2009 to this year, 2020, I've never won a single contract as qualified as I am. They are less than... Uh, 200 qualified registered architects in this country. And I'm one of them. If I show mm. you the kind of people that win contracts, there are people who are a quarter qualified and they do short the work just because they know somebody. If you don't know somebody, it's a shame. And this is why as economic freedom fighters, we know it's a mammoth task ahead of us, but we need to start from somewhere. We can't be part of the road. This country will not go anywhere with the technocrats, the people that are capable are sidelined. If we let the cadres, if we let weak leadership continue on this trajectory, then the good, right-thinking Zambians will be frustrated. So this is why yeah. we have started to create a platform as hard as this one. Yeah. Mr. Kasonde, Mr. Mwenda, I, uh, Roger and everybody listening, uh, Yama, I was telling you that what captured my attention concerning Ramwenda here is he has literally crisscrossed the country and recorded on video what used to be. Mwinilunga Canary, Tap, Sirius, Mamba Cholera, and all those places. So, Ramwenda, tell me something. 
when you did those documentary videos about companies that used to be, I know this is a very broad question. Number one, where do you think we went wrong as a nation? Number two, if TAP, Roger, you remember TAP stands for Treated Asbestos Products, and you are yes, a professional yes. in the building industry. My two questions mm -hmm. to you yeah. are, what, where did we go wrong as a nation? Number two, if we do not have a, a company like TAP in existence, you are in the building industry. Where are we buying the building materials from? You indeed uh, said this is a very broad question. Where did we go wrong? Unfortunately, where we went wrong, we are still going wrong there even now. Because some of these establishments do not just die then. They are dying today. Why are we failing to revamp them? So we can't keep pointing past like that's where the problem was. The same problems that we are seeing now are the same problems that have led us to where we are. These things don't happen overnight. It's not a certain crop of people that sabotage our country. It's these same people who have been passing the baton to themselves in ways they are, where they exclude people that are capable. Once Mamba tribalism, wako, wako, lack of discipline, corruption enters where people now start selling assets like it's personal property, where people do uh, politics of appeasement, not those which are hinged on principle, where your political party that doesn't even have an ideology. So we have had people who are greedy. And you know, sometimes we create problems for ourselves because even when we see that some people are incapable of taking us somewhere, we still let them hoping that things will be all right. We have mm. a democracy for a reason, because there's a possibility that sometimes you can make a mistake and put in bad leadership. That's why we vote after some period, because somebody thought, but we keep going back to the same problem. TAP did not collapse then only. TAP has had a sequence of happenings just two years ago. Mm -hmm. People even started selling under the same government. Houses for top employees were sold out, not even to sitting tenants, but to some people who had connections and people evicted. The dilapidation, the final collapse of the infrastructure there at top, which was making roofing sheets, happened not a long time, but last year. So wow. I mean, sometimes you can say, no, how it happened to calories, uh, pineapple calories in Minilunga? Somewhere we went wrong. No, we are going wrong now, now. You know, the workers for cereals in Wansha, that used to make some of the finest clothes, some of the finest suits. By now, mm -hmm. as you, you know, if, imagine if we had some three, four cereals companies right now. We would have had a serious industry that manufactures clothing, people employed, but we would rather import because it is easier to import because some people are lazy, they're just... If we had serious policies, countries' business is protected by government. There should be a system that regulates how much we import, how much we should. If we just open our doors, anything comes. It hurts the industry here. Kapiwa textile, Mulungoshi textile. How can those even yes. run when you have open doors to importing anything that can be imported from China? You can't compete with China. You only give, you're going to compete China after you've grown your market to a capacity that is sustainable. So as we are standing right now, the problems that, that collapse this country are still eminent today. 
I went to Kasenseli, where there's gold, which was discovered in our time now. I went to mm-hmm. the trenches where they dig gold myself. I touched gold. There's so much gold in Kasenseli, you look for it with your hands. You don't even need a pick. You, you, you know, you can literally crunch on the ground and found gold in Kasenseli. I went there. I went as far as even the areas that are closed off. That's that when some people found me saying, no, you are, you are going too far. These areas are restricted. I was even taken up and even locked up. I spent four days in cells. But at least I'd gotten the information I needed. I saw with my own eyes that we are not serious today, not in the past. Today, the gold that is at Kassenseli, if we are serious, we can turn around this country. The same gold we hear about in other countries. It is here. But I know, because we have been fed with so much lies, people might even think I'm politicking. No, I've been there myself. People are making a digging that gold even today. I was not long ago. It was in the news. Mm-hmm. People managed to have over uh, 500 kgs of gold. 500 that's kgs? That's billions. Wow. These things go to police. Tomorrow you hear, no, the gold has disappeared from the police. Such kind of mediocrity <laughs> under the watch of leadership. In the country, we even have a president who is a lawyer who knows the importance of us having the law yeah, being administered. Wow. Anyway, the, you see, whatever I want I, to do, I, know. I, I, I feel you, my brother. I, everybody listening, those of you on Facebook, search for Kasonde Mwenda C. He's got two pages. Search for Kasonde Mwenda C. Roger, I want everybody to go there and see the videos that this gentleman has done. Mulungushi Textile, Kafuet, or whatever company you can see, everything, I couldn't believe my eyes. The ruins. It's like a country was at war. The way these companies look like. I'm telling you. Go to Kasonde Mwenda C and look at those. I don't know whether you have any questions or comments, my friend Roger. My, my script has been completely thrown off here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mwenda, welcome to the Block Talk Radio. I feel your Thank pain. You. I, I, I come from uh, Northwestern Province, um, a very rich province for that matter. Uh, in the meantime, it's very in ruins. Yeah, in ruins because of Lusaka, Lusaka politics. Uh, I'm doing math here. Uh, just 500 kgs of, of, of God, of God uh, Nathan, will probably give you 1.5, I think 1.5 million, somewhere there. That is one yes. individual. Yes. And uh, Ramwenda also points out, how can God be stolen from the police station? This is how bad Mr. Lungu, how bad the PF has been to our country. Um, I don't know what, what, what else to, 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 uh, to add on, but your pain, my brother, we, we feel it every day. Should we give up on our country? Maybe not, but we feel that pain. What are we waiting for to come and deliver our, our country? We all don't know. No one knows. No one. 
it, it, it's something else. Um, Ramwenda, we have seven yes. minutes here. Um, the reason for me doing this, of course, I've explained that I, I really, I greatly admire your work, your passion, and your love for country. But like yesterday, I was on a Zoom meeting, Roger. <laughs> this gentleman said, "I just don't need your passion and your love for the country. I need you to be practical about it. Talk to the diaspora. Exactly. What, what, exactly. what do we need to do? What, what can we do?" I am about to say we're here and I talk and he says he's looking for a party to promote or to support or to connect with. Yama, here is a party for you to connect with. Talk to the diaspora about Thank you very much. You know, um, those who are educated, they say the most important step to resolving problem is finding out what problem really is. We are in a country, one of the first places I visited was NISA, National Institute of Research, right here in Lusaka. It is in ruins. We have neglected research. In this country, we even have professors, we have got doctors. Our priorities are misplaced. So, we, they are not, we will not get ourselves out of this quagmire we are as a country by using gymnastics. They know we'll go and borrow. Imagine if you keep borrowing, I mean, how are you even going to pay that? Pay tax. Tax from where? So one problem is we keep avoiding the very most important. We need to work hard in the right direction. We need to bring manufacturing in this country. We need to start making, producing. Our copper should stop going raw. We have seen it doesn't work selling raw. The only viable company that is doing well with Copper, also which is limping, is Zamefa, where we make uh, wires. If only we could invest in Zamefa and make, we would be able to, imagine in Zambia here, we import electric wires. I think 70% is imported, I mean, the construction industry. Electric, copper electric wires from South Africa. We don't even have our copper. We, <laughs> it's a shame. So if we do not see where the problem is, where alternative government starts giving ideas. You know, as when we go, when we come back in the country, we'll go and renegotiate. Yes, we need to negotiate our debt, yes. But even when you negotiate your debt, you need to start doing the right thing. We need to awaken the sleeping giants of this country. We need to bring, bring hope in the people. Start manufacturing, create capacity in our people, empower our people. Otherwise, uh, just doing mathematics and sounding so educated, we'll just write educated papers that end up going nowhere. But when we have a people that are ready to work, where you have respect for the rule of law, then we'll, we'll go somewhere in the country. And our appeal is especially to the people in the diaspora. This is your country, at least on this one you have a set. And as economic freedom fighters, we are inviting you. We may not know everything. You also know and have a duty to develop this country. This is your country. This one, you can come anytime and your land, you know, in this country, don't forget, already in this country, 80% of our idols doing nothing. It is working out there. As economic freedom fighters, we have a policy where we invite you people in the diaspora. Plow back here. We will create a legal framework. I know right now it's difficult for you to invest here because there's no proper legal framework. People that are out there, you are our ambassadors. I, I, last year, I visited Netherlands. I was in Germany. I was visiting some of our colleagues out there, and I saw the great things you are doing. 
you are our resource. We have a serious brain drain here. So you are still our ambassadors. And provided you do not find a way to connect back here, not connecting like you are begging, this is your country. Just as it is to us here, it is also your country. So my message to you is, beyond economic freedom fighters, please remember where you're coming from and let us develop this country. Don't just watch their disgusted. Our system is not impossible to change. We can change this system. Politically, we can change. I stood as an independent for Lusaka Central here. And mm. then, even I was broke, I came out number three alone. People are amenable. People are waiting for people who inspire them, give them hope. And you are our ambassadors. So we are, we, we are inviting you. Some of us, we know how important you are. And this is the time for you to look back in this country. I know you've been trying, you are sustaining a lot of things happening here, but it's time for you to own the things that are happening here. Let the companies that are palpitating the economy be run by you instead of us going to invite the people from Sudan to come and mine our gold, as if we don't have Zambians. We have got professors that are educated. Us, we want to bring, come and revolutionize this country. And the time is now. Beyond now, it might be too late. We don't know how bad this country is going to Drown too. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Mr. Kaswande Mwenda, we shall, in probably after the holiday season, I need to bring you back. We haven't even talked about uh, half of what you and I had prepared to discuss. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we need to pick up this conversation again after the holiday season, first or second week of January. There's a lot to talk about with this gentleman. Uh, all of you, I encourage you to go to the Facebook page. There are two pages. He's got a personal page called Kasonde Mwenda, and there's another one called There's another one called uh, uh, Kasonde Mwenda C. That's where you'll find all those videos that I am talking about. Mwenda, thank you for joining us. I shall be in touch with you. You need to come back again. I really appreciate the God bless you. Thank you. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you. Yeah, you need to come back soon. Everybody, that let's go back in again. Uh, we'll continue this discussion with Dr. Richard Mbewe from Zambia and the time to invest in Zambia is now. <laughs> Mwe <laughs> 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 <laughs>